That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. Hello everybody, haven't done one of these in a while, but I'm um, starting back up, and so I decided to have my good friend, former Marine, and uh, current police officer, Mr. J.R. Kiros. J.R. What's up? So what were you we saying about, this tree didn't have what? We're in his backyard right now. No, I said it, 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 uh. Was it dead from the freeze or what? Or I mean, all the leaves were gone. Yeah, all the, it just winter. All the leaves were gone. But I'm saying it, it, it got his leaves on quick. It filled up real fast. You guys have silkworms out here? Huh. Not much, huh? I don't even know what that is. Dude, go to my house. You come to my house is like um. People who live in the country will know what I'm talking about. But from all the trees, the oak trees, mm -hmm. there's these little worms, like real small, mm -hmm. and they sit on the trees. And then if the wind blows them off, they they have silk that comes off of them. So they're just hanging on the trees and basically like, uh, dude, yeah. all the trees yeah, near my yeah, house, yeah, yeah. it just okay. looks like spider webs. Yeah. I didn't know they're called silkworms, but yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. It sucks. They got a little fur on them or something like that? Some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch of different ones. But dude, it's terrible. They're yeah. all over. Like, I think they're like green shit comes out of them whenever, yeah. whenever you whenever And red too. Okay. And you walk around and you just get spider web all over your head. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So you're replanning that trip? Yeah. We're going to go in um, the next year. You already have it planned? Yeah. But this year we're going to go. We'll go to Florida instead since you know, Florida never shut down. That's crazy. So we're going to go to Florida. Everyone's been going to Florida. Did you um, buy your tickets and stuff? Yeah. To Florida? Uh-huh. You guys are flying? Uh-huh. Why not drive? I, you know, I just got back from, we, we, uh, we went to New Mexico. Right before the storm hit, the when oh, yeah, that's right. you were telling froze me. over here. You went skiing and, uh, over there? No, we didn't go skiing. We just go play in the snow. Okay. Uh, I've never skied. The boys don't want to ski, so I'm, I'm not going to... I can't drop $1,000, $2,500 for something they don't really want to do. So, yeah. How was that? Uh, it was badass, but no, that was a, that's a 12-hour drive. But I, think I told you, so when, when we were coming, it was going to snow here. We were yeah. going to leave Sunday there. Uh-huh. And it was going to snow here. Mm -hmm. And so my buddies were like, hey, man, we got to leave a day early because we're going to get stuck in the storm. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, guys. Putting up this little umbrella because the sun's in my face. All right, go oh, for yeah. it. So I says, uh, they're like, hey, we got to leave early because. So how many people went to New Mexico? You and your friends? Yeah, me and two other families. Uh-huh. So like, hey, we got to leave early because the storm's coming and we got to stay ahead of it. And like it's just fucking snowing, it's not a big deal. And then, and they they just kept watching the news and the weather and stuff. Man, it's gonna be bad. I was like, all right, so we'll leave. So we left Saturday. Well, that trip's a like eleven hour trip. Um, yeah, eleven hours. So we left. We left Saturday at what nine in the morning. We got back home Sunday at two in the morning. So almost 24, 
Oh no, sorry. You left like at nine 18, in the it was morning. Like eighteen hours. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, eighteen hour drive, because we didn't know that part of North Texas, well, all of North Texas, had already had uh, a freezing snow, freezing rain. Northwest, right? Yeah, yeah like North, Fort Stockton. Yeah, yeah, North, Northwest, Lubbock, all that area. Yeah. So they had already had it had already been cold up there, and then you know as we were driving up there, like the week before. You know, we could see like the the uh, the trees and the shrubs on the side of the highway. They already had like icicles on them, frozen ice on them, or frozen water on them. And so, like, eh, it's a, you know, it's not too bad. But when we came back, it was just it never got any warmer. Uh-huh. So it just got worse and built up even worse. So there was already the roads were already iced over before this ice storm, before the snow even came. Mm-hmm. And so, like. It, for 18 hours I'm fucking white knuckling the steering wheel I'm like I got in for it so for about almost 600 miles I was going like 40 miles an hour or less (sighs) I don't want to drive again that's crazy I don't want to drive again for a while did you have to stop I mean were you stopped at all on the highway like was there any blockages luckily no no because we uh, we had to go all the back routes um, because 10 Uh I think I 10 up by um uh Somewhere up 10, maybe in Comfort, maybe a little bit further north, the highway was shut down already, and they weren't going to anticipate it opening it up till late that night because there was a, a, a major car pileup on uh-huh. 10. Uh-huh. And so they had us take all these back roads, these, these farm-to-market roads, these, these country roads, and boy. Was there, there a lot of other cars on those roads, or just there, you guys? There was quite a few. Like Surprisingly, there was. I, I think other people were trying to beat the storm, too, but I know... Um, Man, it was like midnight. We were, we were driving behind some uh, truck that was hauling a bunch of goats. Uh-huh. And we're going up some hill, and I'm behind the truck, and the fucking truck with the goats just starts... The trailer? S- yeah, the trailer starts sliding backwards towards me. I'm like, what the fuck? I was able to move in time and get out of the way. And, and they crashed. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they Oh, cra- you passed them. You yeah, couldn't see pra- them yeah. after that. Because I, I think the dude just ended up eventually stopping because there was a bunch of us. Like, I was right behind him. And the two people that were following me were right behind me, and there was probably another, like, at least another 20 cars. Because he was going, the dude was going, like, 10 miles an hour. He was going mm, super slow. Yeah. And he was just in the F-150 truck. So then uh, uh, he, I can tell he started to slide back. I'm like, dude, this guy's going to lose it. So luckily I was able to get around him. And then my, because I didn't want to get stranded out there because, one, I had my family, and then I felt responsible for the two other families behind me, mm-hmm. and so then, uh, uh, so I was like, "Man, I can't, I, I can't afford to get us stuck out here," you know. So we went, we went around them. So. That's scary. Did I tell you when I was driving back from California? I told you right. Um, I think so. New you Year's. Saw somebody crash or something. New Year's. We were stuck on. Is it? Oh no, you were. Yeah. The right. the highway that goes to California is that 15 or is that 10? I think it's 15. Yeah, I think so. Because 10, I think, goes more. Okay. Yeah. North. Northwest. Um, yeah, we got stuck after you know Van Horn. Mm-mm. So it's like um, if you're coming from the west, it's like El Paso, and then Van Horn, and then like Fort Stockton. We were stuck on that highway for 12 hours, like just parked basically, and all these cars. And uh, I was talking to a guy there, and he was saying that his sister was part of the pileup. Mm-hmm. And she had a baby, and they had to get in 
a, a semi with some random guy with some random trucker because they would have frozen to death what and like it was like maybe 30 degrees and uh like people were walking like a mile and a half to the gas station to get gas and stuff it was pretty crazy oh, man shit. me and nick were like we were like we got two pop tarts we got three oranges <laughs> just because you didn't hours. know 12 hours we were just on and off sleeping in the car no way to turn around and go a different direction no 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 way Nah, we we looked at turning around but first there was so we was were, it a major accident or? yeah so there was like a 15 car pileup and two semi trucks and like black ice uh, all over the road yeah and it's crazy because they don't have snow stuff over there you know they yeah. don't have anything to clear the roads or anything like no, that no. and then um once we started going uh, we were driving and I saw a, uh, a semi truck in a ditch or not not a semi like a U-Haul truck in a ditch helped pull them out and it's crazy because the people I helped pull out were some Asian people mm -hmm. and they're from California and they're from a place called Westminster which is like 30 minutes from where I used to live so I was like what a coincidence uh. you know and then um, further along the way after helping them out uh, we were coming up a hill and we were in the right lane and I saw, I was looking in the rear view. We were going like 40 the whole time cause it's all slush. Mm -hmm. And I saw in my rear view, a car coming up quick. And I was like, dude, that guy's coming up way too. I told my little brother, he's coming up way too fast. Behind us, starts swerving, goes behind us. So like we're here, he's coming behind us. He's swerving, goes to the right and hits the wall. Like there's, you know, when you're coming on 15, there's those, you pass those parts where they blew out the rock. And there's like two rock walls yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just smashed into the wall. Rock, yeah. Rock, mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, God damn, I wish I could like turn around and help him, but it was just way too dangerous. Yeah. It was pretty gnarly. People uh, people are just overconfident in their driving abilities and oh, yeah, situations they, they like that. They don't respect the storm or the roads. Yeah, for sure. Man, you did this all in your um your two wheel drive for Oh are you Bro, come on. <laughs> Damn, that's <laughs> impressive, dude. <laughs> Two-wheel drive forerunner. <laughs> Made it through that shit. Oh, golly. Man. I was waiting for that. Oh, man. That's impressive, dude. Fucking <laughs> impressive. Okay, so. <laughs> you know what? Let's shut this off. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> How long have you? So you were born and raised here in San Antonio? Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you ever experienced a snowstorm like that? Uh, no, my mom said there was one like in the early 80s, so I would have been like less than five. Pretty uh, bad? Or was this the worst? Nah, it was seen? like, um, well, maybe, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm guessing here, maybe less than three inches, three inches. It wasn't much. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was more. Uh-huh. You know, I think it was more. It's probably half of what happened last time because I remember because Casey's mom describes it more as it being more, uh, more snow. This time? So, yeah. Yeah, this time around than last time. Are you able to edit it? No, yeah, that's cool. It's all good. Huh, what? What? What's up, Taylor? We're out here talking what? All right. <laughs> so, okay, so did you work at all during that storm? Did you? The Well, the, the when it snowed a couple years ago, there I was still working. Like, I wasn't I was on vacation or off. So that time when it stormed, when it snowed. What are you talking about that time? You're talking about this most recent time? No. Two years, I think it was two years ago when it snowed. Okay. Again, that was kind of bad. I, I I remember going to work then. It, uh, 
so I'm coming down 281 and uh and there's just it looks like a uh, like a uh, a tow yard cars, cars just, you everywhere. Know, everywhere and so we're still required to go to work so I, I take the access road like all the way into town take all the side streets and it took me like an hour and a half to get to work but how long um, does it take you half an hour it takes 20 minutes for me to get to work it took wow. me an hour and a half to get to work that time but um so there i remember just i had to go sit up on the highway because um interstate 35 we have there's a bridge and overpass where we're at and it was just all ice and i remember getting out well luckily there was there was three 18 wheelers there they couldn't move and they started to slide. They were able to stop in time. And so all three of them are right there. Like, they can't move. So it's already blocking the highway to begin with. And I remember seeing two of the trailer trucks. They were like, dude, they inches. were like inches away from just <laughs> crashing into each Jesus. other. Jesus. So I'm sitting up there. And then I'm just watching ice melt. That's what I'm waiting for. Because yeah. they don't have, the city doesn't have anything to, yeah. to battle that. So I'm just sitting on the highway. And then so then I was like, man, I'm. I've been sitting up there for like six hours. I'm like, fuck this shit. Let me go check the road. And I go to step. Slipped. <laughs> I almost busted my ass. I'm like, getting back in the car. Yeah. I'm still fucking frozen out here. That's crazy. But this last one, no, uh, I was I was on scheduled vacation. Okay. And then by the time I went back, uh, it was uh, it was done. But then it snowed again like the next day. But, you know, people are already staying in and not going out and yeah 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 so yeah. way less calls or what um the initial storm that can snow snow snowstorm that came in uh-huh. there was a bunch of calls like stranded motorists pe- you know there was a couple major accidents but you didn't have to deal with them you just know through no, them no, yeah yeah and then um um those two days two or three days when it was um just real cold it was it was pretty slow, mm-hmm. but then when the snow picked up again a couple of days later, that's when the calls start to come out again. Cause, you know, none of these people know how to drive in the snow, and like I said, you said they don't they don't respect, it and they're like, oh, I see this car just went through there like at thirty miles, forty miles an hour. I can do the same thing, in my Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> I tell all the time, yeah. I was trying to get some groceries at H E B because we were fine. I was just gonna get a few extra things. And I'm sitting there, I'm in the line waiting, and I see these cars coming in. They just fucking sliding all over the place. Like, Wait, crashed in the parking lot or no? Almost. Because like, <laughs> it was a hill to come in and come out, and they're going, uh, little Honda's like, little Toyota's <laughs> spinning out. And then they're turning all sideways, all uh-huh. fucked up. And then uh, we're just watching them. Like, oh, my God, this shit's getting great. <laughs> like you didn't even want to go inside H-E-B You just wanted to stand in the parking lot And watch all the idiots Yeah And then they get out And they're wearing like Crocs Yeah like Crocs <laughs> Fucking Sandals With socks And then they wonder why Their fucking feet are getting wet and uh-huh. Oh man dumb. That's hilarious Um. So okay With these uh, Like people Aren't prepared what do you if there's like cars, motorists, and all that, and you get calls for the office? What do you guys do? Just tell them there's not much you guys can do, or what? Uh, when it, when it's like that, so you know there's only so many tow trucks in the city, uh-huh. and they're going to be priority to to accidents on the highway, major accidents, things that are causing uh, uh, a lot of uh, blockage, and uh, so 
all these other, you know, you know, vehicles that are disabled or banded on the road, like, oh, I'm stuck here, or I'm, st like, we, they just tell them, hey, just get somebody to come pick you up safely, and then uh, you can come pick up your vehicle at a later time, because oh, okay. we don't have the resources, yeah. uh, the equipment to go get everybody. Yeah. So it's only to, uh, for, for highways, major incidences, and like, uh, uh, you know, let's say somebody like, you know, sometimes there's flooding, so they go in a low barricade, uh, low, low water crossing, I mean, and possibly they can get swept away in the water and drown, so mm. they'll come out for that. But like all these others, you know, oh, I just, I lost control, slid out, hit a wall, or, you know, you know, we don't do any, we don't go to that because it's, we'll follow we'll at a later time. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that, that apartment building that burned down right here? Uh, I saw like, like a quick uh, Facebook video. But you heard about that. it. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That's sad, it's sad man. Like, and you know they couldn't, the fire trucks couldn't put it out because all the water was frozen from the hydrants. Yeah. Um, so they had to drive water in. Yeah, and then across the street is a JW Marriott golf course. Yeah. But they had water and electricity. And they couldn't pull water from there? They were having to go over there to get water. Oh. But I'm saying, I was like, how does one place have water and electricity? And the other one doesn't. On one side of the street. Yeah. And directly across the street. Yeah. It's not fucking there. I've you heard know. that a big problem is that, um, so this is just what I've heard. I'm not 100% sure. But Texas's power grid is separate from like the west and the east in the United States. Oh. Like other states. Um. But when you connect the whole power grid, if Texas were to connect with the west and the east, then you would have a much stronger system. Because if the center, if anything happens in the center, you still got power coming in. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, I think it was something to do. I think they went more independent. Yeah. But then along with going independent, they're also servicing other people. So then I guess that would put a little bit extra stress on the electricity because I heard I heard they were servicing other people other than just Texas oh I, I see yeah so you know you go independent and then you know you know I guess they're trying to make more money get more revenue and yeah but then you open your services up to other people so I imagine if you're gonna do that you need to be able to first be able to sustain and give power to the people who you're supposed to give power to yeah but one thing I don't know like I've heard like you know people are upset that the power went out and they're blaming the energy companies you need to be prepared for this I get it and you should be prepared be prepared for the worst but I don't think anybody expected this type of storm you know it's like my buddy said he says anything that the government has their hand in it's gonna be a fuck up and the government has their hand in all the power yeah. and the electricity in this country yeah and that's where it boils down to. We're more um, reactive than we are proactive. Yeah. It's a government agency, and it's going to be fucked up. Yeah. That's just the way it always is. Because the money over the people. Because, yeah, because those people, you know, it ain't about the fucking qualifications, none of that shit. It's about the money. Yeah. The money, money, money. You're not doing your job. I don't give a fuck. You know what? You're bringing money in or we're getting money. Who cares? Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I was talking to. I was like, man, we need a private industry a private company to be like an electrical company to to battle these fucking large government yeah uh, uh electric companies and he says good luck with that they're gonna take billions of dollars millions but yeah, for sure uh that's what we need 
to be competitive, to make it a competitive market other than just, you know, I moved to San Antonio. Oh, I got to get C CPS energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. Like, give me an option. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I, my assumption is that it's really expensive to set the, up that oh, type yeah. of infrastructure. Oh, it is. Absolutely, it is. But So who's, who's going to come in and sink that money in? Yeah, that's why the government, it's run by the government because they got all the money and the power. And, but like anything, yeah, they fuck it up. So what's the story about that guy here in your neighborhood? Do you know anything more about it? What guy? The guy that slipped? No, no, no. I just know that. How sad, man. Yeah, I think it was, it was an elderly man where he just, um, he was going to dialysis appointment and, uh, in the morning, like 6 in the morning. And uh, he slipped and fell outside on his front porch or for, uh, driveway, sidewalk or something. And then uh, he couldn't get back up. So he ended up just freezing to death out there. God damn. And that was when, like, you know, everybody was locked down in their house. They were telling everybody to stay in, and it was really cold. And, and so I know it sucks, man. It's a, it's a shitty way to go, dude, to freeze to freeze. death. Freeze. In, in front of your house. Yeah, man. And so, like, it's hard to believe that nobody saw him. I don't know. Nobody saw him out there. I heard another story like about nobody it. Nobody goes, walks out. Yeah. At least look out through your window, see what's going on out there. And I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. I saw another story about a little kid, his mom or something found him. I'm not sure of the whole story, but something along the lines of he was found in a trailer under a bunch of blankets, frozen to death. And then you heard about the daughter and mom in Houston uh -uh. that was in their garage. They, uh, Got in their car, turned the heater on, and didn't uh, open the garage up. Oh, yeah. There was they, quite a few of those. They died. There was quite a few of those, I think. People using their vehicle to warm up, but they wouldn't open the garage. Yeah. And died from the carbon monoxide. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's... It's crazy. And a bunch of axis deer. I, I know there's a bunch of, like, ranch properties here in Texas. Oh, they're deer line? Yeah, because oh, the, the axis are exotic. Oh. And so they're not used to cold weather. Wow. So you know Tim Kennedy? You know uh -huh. who Tim yeah, Kennedy yeah. is? He had a picture on his Instagram of like a truck bed just full of axis deer. Oh, shit. All dead, frozen from the Damn. from the storm. Yeah, it was definitely uh, <clears throat> something we've never dealt with, with that much snow. Yeah. So I'm curious. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, so, you know, with COVID and like uh, the fact that people were not at their jobs, working at home and stuff. Um, being a police officer, did you see an increase in, like, domestic abuse? Um, is that what it's called, domestic abuse? Domestic violence? Yeah, family violence. Yeah, yeah did you thing, see yeah. more of those calls? Absolutely. That, that. So, so how did things change with the, um, like, from the beginning of COVID, what is some changes that you saw in your daily routine and work as far as the types of calls you were making? What did you see? Uh, it's the same thing, but it was just uh, a, a a higher number of it, and then you're adding in, you know, there was there was a a lot more suicides too. Really? Yeah, and um, but the family violences were, you know, usually I do maybe two to three a week. I mean, it was doubled. Really? Yeah. I like mean, I mean, easily I'm, noticeable oh, that yeah. it's double. Yeah, it just, it, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's people it's, what, it's what people don't see, like, you know, what, yeah, you, you know, you want to, 
they want to shut everything down, you know, to protect the people. But then, you know, you can find people to their houses that already probably don't have, you know, good living at their house to begin with. And you're going to confine them in there and then they're going to lose their jobs. And then, you know, it's just you got multiple people living in these small houses. And it's just it just magnifies, mm-hmm. it makes it worse. But yeah, there was definitely the call loads. The, the the call loads definitely doubled in family violence since when, whenever all this started kicking off, and it's uh, unfortunate that, that that's just the way it happens sometimes. Anything decrease? Certain um, calls? probably burglaries. Oh, really? Yeah, burglaries of uh, like well. Burglary's habitations, of course, because naturally people are in their house. What did you say, burglary what? Of a habitation, house. Oh, people okay. People breaking into their houses. Because people are home. Yeah, people are home, so ah. that decreased. But, you know, breaking into cars, that's still, that didn't drop at all. That still stays high. Uh-huh. Just because, you know, everybody's trying to do what they can to make money now. Yeah. So, whatever way you can. But. You start up your OnlyFans yet, or what? My OnlyFans? What's that? <laughs> OnlyFans, like a... A platform where girls sell pictures of themselves. Oh, shit, I'm Ain't no one want goddamn middle-aged, <laughs> fat, short Mexican. You in a cop outfit? Yeah, they do. Nobody want no, no middle-aged, fat guy. Like, what's wrong with this cop? has got muffin top. <laughs> so, okay, uh, another question. When it comes to, like, um, home burglaries and, and car burglaries and stuff, what percentage of calls do you say end in the actual burglar getting caught? Like, do you follow up or do you just make the initial call and then give it to somebody else? It depends. Sometimes there's... And that time, when, when, it's, when it's happened at that moment, it's, it's BIA burglars in action. Burglary okay. in action. Or, or, uh, um, so, those maybe 15%. Get captured. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean... Like, 15, 20% or is going to be that active call. Okay. And out of that, probably like maybe half of that will get caught. It's just the reason why is because like by the time the call comes in, it goes through 911. They get, they get all the information. They send it to us and it gets sent to our dispatcher. And then our dispatcher has got to give the call out to us. Um, There's a bit of a process there. It takes a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of these burglaries, they happen so fast. So um, a lot of times when they are caught, it's because an officer happens to be close by. Mm. Like I know one I had, um, I don't know if I said it before, but um, so I had one. The guy with the TV? Yeah. Did I say it on this before? Yeah, but tell me the story again. So (laughs) (laughs) I get the call for a burger in action. These guys are breaking into a house. They just, hey, these two guys just kicked in the front door and no shit. I'm like, I'm literally like right around the corner. And that's usually when they happen. You got to be really close for it, for you to catch them. So I get there and I pull up. Well, I don't, you know, I never park in front of the house. So I park like a house away. And I look at the house. I can see it. I see the front door wide open and I can tell there's dents and footmarks in the front door. So I'm like, all right. So I get my gun out and I get into a position where I can watch them still because I'm waiting for cover. I don't want to go in there by myself yet. So I'm waiting for cover. Are you <clears throat> behind your car, or are you standing in front of nah, the house? I'm, I'm out. Of, outside, I'm outside of the car, but I want to say it's maybe by a tree or something like that. Okay, you know. Um, so I'm waiting for cover to show up, um, and so as I'm waiting, 
I see the dudes start to come out. So one dude comes out. I'm not lying. He had like a fucking 60-inch flat-screen TV, right? <laughs> so he's walking out sideways because you know it don't fit through the door, right? So uh-huh. he's walking out sideways. Well, he doesn't see me because the fucking TV... Keep, th- their house is um, right next to an alley. So that's where these dudes came in from. They came in from the alley. So he's walking out and he doesn't see me. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm starting to approach, get closer and closer and closer. And then the guy behind him, he's got two duffel bags. And uh, I can see like a, a PlayStation and cords and shit hanging out from it and uh, a laptop hanging out. So he, he packed it up so fast he wasn't able to close it. So he's walking out. And so he sees me. And the guy's already with the TV. He's almost going to the alley. And so he sees me. He's like, oh, the fucking cops. And so <laughs> the fucking dude with the TV, like he chunked that goddamn TV like... <laughs> <laughs> like it was I don't know Like it was a piece of trash dude. He, he threw, it. threw it And I'm like So I'm like I'm looking I'm like I just see the TV Like in slow motion Like spinning uh-huh. Boom Lands on the corner Fucking shatters it And then the dude Drops his duffel bags And takes off running So now I'm chasing after these dudes But I I feel, like, I feel bad for that lady So we end up catching them You uh, caught them caught, both We caught one of them Okay we Caught one of them uh, because they went down the alley and then they split different ways when they went into the alley. One went down one street, one went another street. And uh, we ended up catching the, one of the dudes uh, a couple blocks away. Did you catch him? No, I was giving the truth. So I went after the one on the right. Okay. Um, and the other dude went out to the left. And uh, No, I, I didn't find the dude that I went after. Oh, man. But uh, the other officers found the other dude that went to the left. So, And, you know, they're like 9 in the morning. And you're you're walking down the street and you're fucking full of sweat. Yeah, yeah. And no t-shirt on. You're like, I, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Wait, wait, wait. So they're easy to find after that. So once I get the description and then yeah, they find him. But um, so I ended up booking him. And the one that one that we caught was the one with the TV. So it worked out good. So but and so then um, I don't know what happened. You know, in court. But I never had to go to court for it. So I'm assuming usually they give up. They usually give up their buddies whenever they do shit like that. But, uh-huh. You know, it, that was fucking, it was funny, dude. He just, that dude just chunks that TV like it's garbage. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And how, how long ago was that? Oh, that was a few years ago. So when's the last time you were in like a, a chase, a rundown? Uh, I just had one recently. The dude got away too. Damn, you need to get faster, I son. Know. So with this one, like they... It was information from another substation. Okay. They're like, hey, this guy's in, may have been involved in something, and we need you to go see if he's over there in this white car, a white Maxima. And so I go to the apartments, and it's a, it's an expensive apartment. It's got to pay. You got to. It's got to. Uh, you got to pay to park in there and shit like that, and residents park for free. So it's it's a real fancy apartment complex, in the middle of downtown. So. I go there, I drive through the parking lot. Nah, nobody here. They're like, all right, um, yeah, he, he he may be involved in a he may be involved in some type of altercation over here. We're just trying to get more information on him. And I'm like, all right, well. And then later, when I when I'm about to clear the call, the handling officer sends me a message. Hey, you know, he may be involved in a shooting, but we don't know if it's self defense. But there's two people over here shot at the motel. But we, we, we think it's self-defense, but we're not sure. He may be an actual suspect in an aggravated assault. But I'm like, all right, well, the car's not here. So um, 
so as I'm leaving at 35 in Houston, there's a place where a bunch of homeless people just hang out. And so they hang out under the bridge uh, overpass uh, on 35 by Houston. So I drive by there and um, uh, yeah, they, they were able to give me the name of the dude. So give me the name of the dude. I went able to run him. And saw what he I saw like? a picture. I saw a picture of what he looked like. Right. So real quick, are you only able to see what they look like if they've been in the database before? Yeah. Okay. And the most recent picture is going to be the one of when they last got arrested. Okay. So there can be some pictures that we look at where they're like five, ten years old because mm. they haven't they haven't got caught or they haven't been in any trouble that long mm-hmm. for a long time. So I uh I look at the picture, so I see what the guy looks like, and I know I'm looking for a white Nissan Maxima. So I'm like, all right, so you know what? I'm leaving. Let me just drive by this little homeless camp where people like to hang out. And it's under, keep in mind, it's a parking garage underneath the highway. Okay, yeah. So there's a bunch, it's right there by Market Square. So a bunch of people park there, and then they go walk into Market Square. So it's, there's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of vehicle traffic. So I go and pull under the bridge, and there's like at least 40 homeless people under there. It's a shitload. So I'm just driving by looking, looking around left to right. And then I come up, and there's a concrete pillar that holds up the highway. And right next to it, I see a white Nissan Maxima. So I'm like, oh, shit. And so I pull up more, and I see the Maximum, and I look at the plate. I was like, okay, that's the fucking plate. And so I said, man, he might be in here somewhere, like, disguised with these people. Uh. So I look around, and I see this black dude, like, walking away from the whole crowd real fast. And he's got a hoodie on. Like he noticed you almost. Yes, he saw, yeah, obviously. yeah, He Uh saw me before I saw him. So I'm looking around the crowd. I, once I notice, I see the car there. I'm looking around, and this guy just catches my eye. He's just walking real fast away from the crowd. I'm like, the fuck? So I'm like, all right, I think this is the fucking dude. And like I said, I, re- I only got a real quick side profile of him, so I didn't. I wasn't 100% sure. I couldn't say that was him. but So I'm starting to back up, and, <laughs> and it's hard to back up because there's a bunch of cars in this parking lot mm-hmm. of people. So I'm trying to back up safely but quickly, and the dude fucking just takes off running. So I get on the radio. I was like, hey, I think this is the dude. He just took off from me. He went this way in Houston, the San Saba, whatever. So uh, I get up and I start driving around. And then, of course, people, citizens are like, oh, he went that way. No, he went that way. Everybody pointing different directions. So this one guy says, no, he ran towards the children's hospital. So I'm like, all right. So I go towards the children's hospital. I I go around it. And by the time I come back around, somebody else calls and says, hey, uh, officers were looking for this guy. Uh, he just got back in that white car and took off. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. and so the fucking dude got away. But he, they caught him the next day. Oh, okay. But yeah, they caught him the next day. But uh, but then the thing, I, I caught it on the radio. I says, hey, the car's over here. But there should have been my, somebody. Yeah, there. somebody should have gone because I wanted to go chase the dude. Yeah. But that was the last one I had. But you know, and it's just, and it, it I, I don't do it too often just because. You know the things that are going on in this world today. Yeah, and I'm not trying to put myself in a situation where I'm going to be judged and possibly lose my my job mm-hmm. and get crucified in the media. So, so okay, talking about that, <clears throat> talking about what's going on in the world today. You saw that video that just recently happened in Minnesota. No, so I just keep it. Yeah, just give people some perspective. Media. So, oh okay. Uh, I used to have social media. I had Facebook and Instagram for a while, and then. I think I've, I haven't had it for like two years, year, year or two years. They just, I found myself like 
like get being Engulfed angry, it, huh? yeah, being angry and like, uh, like just putting me in a negative mood all the time. It just, I didn't think it was healthy for me, and to I probably had an addiction because I was on it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had an addiction. I was on it too much, so I got rid of it. So for the last year and a half, two years, I haven't had any social media. So I think it was the best thing I've done. But yet, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But it's a good thing because yes, I feel like you focus more on what's in front of you, the community, rather yeah. than what's going on on the other side of the country. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, <clears throat> but I, I, I have heard that there was there was a shooting in Minnesota. Yeah. Where an officer was stopping a dude for a warrant, uh-huh. and he meant to grab his taser. It was a female. It was a, a fem- female officer. Oh, a female officer. Uh-huh. Okay, so she grabbed her taser. Supposedly. He thought it was her gun. No, she oh, grabbed, she grabbed her, gun, her yeah. gun, but thought it was a taser. Uh-huh. And shot and killed this kid. Yes. Yeah. And 20 years, I guess, uh, in the force. She so, had 20 years in the civil? Yeah. So... I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I heard. And if that's correct, um, I'm curious on your thoughts. I know you don't want to um, talk bad on another officer, um, but being how long have you been in? 13. So you, if she was in 20, she's been in longer. Um, is it easy in the heat of the situation to mistake a taser for a gun or a gun for a taser? Uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Me personally, I don't think it is. Like, so the way my taser is set up and the way we do it in our department is that it's forced to make you do a cross draw, meaning that I'm a right-handed shooter, so I have to reach over to the left side of my hip, reach across my body and reach to the left side of my hip. To draw which To one? draw the weapon. And when I draw the weapon, the weapon is, uh, or to draw the taser, the taser is already naturally pointed back behind me. Uh-huh. Okay, so or or down. So you keep your so, taser on your left side. Yes, because it makes it forces us to make because this movement it's a very overt movement. Okay, you can't mistake it with this movement where you you just pull your hand down and you got your gun on your right mm-hmm. on your you have your gun on your gun hand side. Mm-hmm. It forces you to reach across to your non firing side, and it trains you to do that. Okay, I'm going to use my taser. I'm going to have to reach over here mm-hmm. to across my body to my non-firing side and grab my taser and deploy it. That way, because when you, when officers get into these situations under high stress, the some people's minds, they go to mush. They don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. And if they haven't properly trained or if they haven't had the experience in real world shit, you know, people think, oh, just because he has a gun and a badge, oh, he's been through some shit. No, there's a bunch of officers that fucking avoid shit and don't mm-hmm. handle things. You know, it's very common. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot. So, um, just because they have that badge and gun doesn't mean they're all heroes. There's a lot of them that are fucking cowards. So, you know, under a high stressful situation, maybe she she's never been in a situation like that. And her brain, brain went to fucking mush. And I don't know how they carry their tasers there if they carry it on. <coughs> the oh, it's not a uniform? Thing. No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's not a uniform. So, uh, I know some people, some departments were like, chest vest and some of them will keep it up here on their chest like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know everybody's different but, I see um, so I don't know like for me when I look at it I was like my opinion is like how the fuck do you mistake the taser for the gun I don't I don't see that and happening. they feel different 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because you know, a gun, you know, there's no on our on the Smith and Wessons, there's no safety. Yeah. We just draw and shoot. Okay. Well, a taser, there's a safety. You have to draw it. You have to flick the safety on and then pull the trigger. I'm like, uh, so I'm like, I don't know how you can mix up the two. And so it's either she's never been involved in anything like that. And this is the first time she was involved in something like this. And she just fucking lost her mind. Yeah. She couldn't control her actions, what she was doing. Uh, so she just reacted and did it the wrong way. Yeah. So this, I'm pretty sure, you know, she goes, they have to do yearly. I'm assuming that like everybody else, they have to go requalify every year with their gun and stuff like that. So I'm sure it was more natural to her to come down and grab her gun and pull the trigger. She probably did more of that muscle memory and training than yeah. anything else uh -huh. than doing a cross reach, reach over your body and grab your taser. Yeah. But I, you like, I, I, I don't see how you mistake the two. And I, I really was, don't. I watched the video and she's pointing it at him before she, sh she doesn't draw and shoot. She draws, points it, yells taser, taser, and then shoots. But I'm thinking if the you're holding it in front of you, no, tasers no. are usually yellow. Yeah. So you would think you would see it, right? She's just she had that tunnel vision. She just freaked mm, the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, tunnel vision. Yeah. So she's probably just looking at one specific thing on the dude. You know, she probably couldn't even tell you what the fucking guy was probably wearing. Mm -hmm. She was focused on one particular thing, and that's all she saw. Yeah. Everything else was oblivious to her. Mm -hmm. And that explains it. Yeah. So she she was <clears> never. She had lack of training. Lack of lack training. Lack of training and lack of experience. Yeah, she's got 20 years on, but like I said, you, you can be on for several years and avoid, avoid shit like that. Uh-huh. You know, we got guys that do that quite a bit. Oh, avoid? I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to go. Oh, I'm going to show up late to that. Oh, that call sounds bad. I'm going to show up late to that call. I'm going to let other people get there before me. Really? And I'll show up late. Wow. Other people will be like, oh, well, I got dispatched to this call, so they'll fucking, they'll intentionally go the wrong way or take a long route. Because they're scared. Know? Yeah. Wow. It happens a lot. Have you ever chewed anybody out? You don't got to mention names, of course, but have you ever chewed anybody out for, and you knew that they were avoiding it on purpose? Uh, there's been a few people, I tell them. And I tell them, hey, man, I'm not going to your fucking call until I see your, until I see your, your car, your, your GPS. It shows you there. That's when I'm going to go. Uh-huh. No, hey, in there. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and you chewed them out for, because you can tell that they're trying I, to avoid it. I, yeah, we, you know, the thing is, like, I'll talk shit at roll call. I would tell some guys, hey, man, what about, you don't know how to show up to your call or what, dude? You want to show up after we're already there? But you it was know, their it, call initially. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so that's the way I think is more. Uh, I've gotten in trouble for it a few yeah. times because you can't call people out like that. But it needs but to be I, said. But I think that's the way, you know, you get somebody to correct themselves. You know, call them out in front of their peers. Yeah. You know, tell them they're fucking up. Like, like that's not, you, you, you don't, that's not, you don't tolerate that shit. Especially something like that. And I'm like, so you show up late because you don't want to handle it. But then that fucking guy that shows up when he's supposed to, then he's going to get fucking shot. Mm -hmm. And then you're not really not going to show up. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, that that sounds like complete lack of training, and experience. 
and it happens that happens quite a bit it's very easy to, to, to for officers to avoid things yeah so yeah that that's unfortunate that should have never happened so with a city like San Antonio um, San Antonio is a pretty big city um, how many officers are patrolling San Antonio at one given time are there more during certain days uh, no it's uh, during certain hours so from from 5 p.m. to probably like yeah 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. most of the officers are gonna be on shift you're gonna have you're gonna have B shift on you'll have there's a there's a we call it tango shift oh there's gonna be more officers yeah at nighttime yeah okay so from the 5 p.m. to like 2 in the morning mm-hmm. is gonna be the most of you this most of the officers are gonna be working those hours so that hour, that hour is going to have three shifts of officers working. When I work in the morning, there's only, uh, so it's only one shift of officers. Okay. And so I work 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we get on and all the, the night guys are leaving. And so B shift, the second shift doesn't come on till 1.30. So, but yeah, like during the daylight hours and early or late, late, late at night is going to be when there's less officers on. Oh, okay. So, like, like, for us, any given day, there's like, there's north, central, east, west, south, and Peru. So there's six substations, and each substation there's three sections, and of those three sections, there's probably like anywhere from five to eight officers in each of the sections. So, so it'd be 18 you, you times say 5, that, yeah. close to about 100. Yeah, you can say like each substation is going to have like, well, like what? Each substation is going to have like 20 people per substation. So 20 times 6. About 120 throughout San Antonio, yeah. would you say? Yeah. So your area, you, during the day, you don't have a partner, you just go alone? Yeah, yeah. And so what I usually do is like there's guys I make calls with regularly. So we just link up together and like, okay, let's go to this call together. Yeah. All right, let's go to this call together. So how? What's your like uh, your territory? How many miles? Like square miles? Would you say? Um, shit, I don't know. Like, so do you have like? Is there like a map that says like this is J- Jr's area to patrol? This so is it, this guy. Yeah. So yeah. So we will go by numbers. So like, I'm usually in the downtown area. And so you have anywhere from like, you know, like a, depending, a lot of it depends on how populated, how concentrated the area is, okay. whether it's commercial or residential. So um, usually it's about, you know, typically one, one large section, which would be like, you know, five to eight officers. That's usually going to be like a five, five mile radius. Mm, okay. Within, there'll be, within that five mile radius, there's going to be about five or eight officers in there. Uh-huh. So, but as far as, you know, on a smaller scale, per, when I have a, a district, so it's called section. Okay. The section is going to be like five to eight officers and the district is the specific district in that section. So each, each section will have like five or eight sections. I and mean, five or eight districts. But, uh, so the district I usually have, you know, I'm usually, maybe it's a mile, about a mile, a mile. A square mile Yeah, a square mile, yeah, probably around there. And it's a mixture of residential and commercial, you know. 
And so, so what do you do? Like, how does your how does your day to day work? Do you hang out a certain area, wait for a call? Or are you usually just driving around? No, I uh, priorities to go eat fucking breakfast, right? I don't be bothered <laughs> till I fucking eat breakfast. You got that, people? Don't be calling the police at six twenty in the fucking morning, saying you want a goddamn uh, standby so you can pick up pick up some fucking property. Nobody picks up property at six twenty in the morning. Should be sleeping, but breakfast first. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, and then I'll get done, and then I'll just go park somewhere where I'm out of sight, out of mind, and uh, just bullshit, park with some buddies, we'll bullshit, talk, just whatever. Yeah, wait till something uh, happens. And then wait to be given a call. We, You know, I'll, some people still be are proactive where they go out looking for things, but um, uh, I almost got burned one time being proactive, and so, like, I don't do it no more. What happened? And like I said, like well, I was there was this guy that was sorry, I cut yeah. you off. You said like I said, what? Yeah. No, uh, I don't know, shit. Okay, well, tell me about. So, that. Uh, so the reason why I'm not so proactive anymore is because I almost got burned. Is because um, there was this guy I was having problems with in the neighborhood, and he was doing robberies and just uh, uh, doing strong arm robberies. You know, just beating people up, taking stuff from them. Supposed to be selling drugs. Always had guns on him, so I knew I was looking for him. He had a, he drove a white Crown Vic. For some reason, Peckerwoods criminals always like to drive old police cars. I don't know why, because they think they're blending or some shit. <laughs> they okay. actually stand out. Yeah, they actually fucking stand out. Okay, <laughs> let them be known. If somebody knows a Peckerwood, tell them, don't drive a fucking Crown Vic. So he was driving a white Crown Vic. I already knew, so I was like, all right. So I'm on a call, getting some information from a lady. And I look up. And then I see the car coming down the street. I'm like, I think that's fucking him. I can't remember his name. Some little black kid. I'm like, man, I think that's fucking him. So I hurry up and get done with the call. And I'm leaving. Well, as I'm walking back to my car, I see him. He just turns real fast down a side street. I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker's avoiding me. So I get in my car real quick. Get behind him. Pull my lights on and he fucking just guns it. So now I already know I okay, that's him. Yeah. Did I, took see, off for a did I see him? No. <coughs> did I see the car he's driving? Yeah. So <clears throat> now I'm chasing him through the neighborhood. And I'm like, what am I? 2320 or something like that. I'm 2320. I got this white crown vic. Going. What is 2320? That, that's my that was my uh, uh my uh, district that I was working. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's how they go by. So the 23 side, anything 23 side is all 23 side section. And then in the 23 side, there's 2310, Anywhere between 40 to 60 miles an hour. In a neighborhood. In a, yeah, a residential neighborhood. So, uh, I start to notice that it's getting... Because we're responsible for that. Okay, so we have to give the description out. And a lot of times, if officers sound like they don't, they're not under control, the sergeant will cancel the chase immediately. Well, I had nothing to chase him for. Because, okay. Yeah. Just because he looked like somebody yeah. you were chasing. So, I had, I, had, I had the traffic... I had the traffic... Violation. Uh-huh. He turned without using the blinker. Okay. Uh-huh. I had the traffic violation. So, but we can't chase vehicles for traffic violations. It's got to be something more serious than that. 
So I go, you know what? What the hell? Let me go for it. So I get in there and I calm myself down. I sound, I sound under control on the radio, tell him where I'm going, what I'm chasing him for. And so then, uh, dude, he he hits through. He goes through an HEB parking lot. Like, bro, he had to have gone at least fifty through, through the fuck, parking through lot. Through the fucking parking lot, and like through the front, like in front of the store. Yes, in front of the fuck. HEB is a grocery store. Yeah. So he drives in front of that grocery store, just fucking hauling ass. So I'm like, all right, now, you know what? I says, I'm gonna call this off. I'm gonna back away. And what happens, he ends up ditching the car about two blocks away. And then now he's running on foot and he's trying to get into a house. And the lady's calling, I got this black guy trying to break into my house. He's kicking the back door. He's got a gun in his hand. Uh, so we start everybody back up over there and we're trying to look for this dude. We, end up don't, we, don't, we don't find him. But then they wanted, uh, they wanted to write me up because uh, of what I did. You know, why did you chase this guy? And then, you know, over a traffic violation, you know, you should have caught it off earlier. And then, you know, he almost goes into another lady's house. Like, it was all my fault. Yeah. Like, why I did that. And I'm like, and I'm like, why the, Why am I getting, I was like, I'm trying to do good police work up here. I'm trying, I'm trying to get this guy in jail because he doesn't need to be out here because he's causing major problems. Mm-hmm. But then when, when they looked at me like that, you know, you know what? I says, I don't need to be. And this was before like uh, all this black and racism thing started happening mm-hmm. uh, around the nation. This was before that. I want to say this maybe about a year or two before that even kicked off. And I'm like, you know what? I says, I'm not, I says, I'm not going to be proactive anymore and do this. If they're trying to like, I'm, I'm just trying to do my job. It's not like I'm picking on this dude just to pick on him or I just want to abuse my power because I know I can abuse my power and maybe get away with it. But I was like, no, this guy I was looking for, I knew who he was. He's ran. I remember him because he was running from officers on the night shift too, doing the same thing. And so um, I got got pretty upset about that. And so I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. But no, I just, you know, when I, in the, the days I, you know, I go and eat breakfast. I go and park somewhere and chill. And if I get calls, I get calls. If I don't, I don't. But most of the time, I'm just chilling until I get a call. Yeah. So what happens when you get out on foot and you chase a suspect? Do you, like, how does it work with cop cars? They stay on and you close the door and they lock or what? No, um, you're supposed to turn it off and lock it. You get out on foot. But a lot of times, like... Uh, usually the veteran guys or the guys that aren't really on in shape. They're just going to chase in the car. They'll be in the car and they'll like, okay, he just jumped fences to the next street over. So they'll make the block and go to the next street and slow down, stop. So, you know, a lot of the veteran guys and the guys that aren't in shape, they're going to chase them in the car until the last minute and then they'll get out. Like you let them get tired. But, uh-huh. you know, some of the younger guys and the guys are in shape like me, like I'll go and I'll go. Ch- once I get, once I get close enough to them, I'll get out and start chasing them. But you leave the car? No, yeah, I'll leave the car. I turn it off. Sometimes I turn it off. Sometimes I turn it, it just depends. Sometimes I turn it off. Sometimes I turn it on. Uh-huh. If you leave it on, it's pretty it's simple to change. It's simple to fix because you just say, hey, I'm out of my car. Can I have somebody secure my vehicle? Oh, they, somebody. Okay. Yeah, and they'll tell you where it's at, and then somebody will come close it, lock I it. I see. So they'll come secure the vehicle, but the, the, that that's not a big deal. So you ever done a pit maneuver on anybody? No, they don't let us. We're not allowed to do them. They're oh, not, what? I think traffic traffic guys are the only ones authorized to do that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they. Um, you know, our city's uh, it's kind of a liberal city. Uh huh. And they've gone 
like away from a lot of that stuff so like like even our chases the they've even changed the chase policy now so it's got to be a violent crime to it, chase somebody it's got to be a violent crime that's in progress in order for you even chase somebody a violent felony what about like a stolen car are you nope. guys you can't even chase nope. them nope really they, that's one of the changes they made you can't chase anybody in a stolen car no more wow yeah because there's been a couple incidences where I think there was one recent one was like a family or a couple of people on the south side got killed when uh, a car chase took off and it was a stolen car so mm -hmm. the dude was like a, he was a criminal like a, a organized crime he, he, he that's all he does is steal cars him and his buddies and they were watching him for some time and so they finally got the jump on him and they started chasing him and the dude goes and fucking blows through an intersection and kills somebody Wow. In an accident. So that's when they changed it after that. I think so, you know. That's pretty nuts. But, yeah, they no more chasing for that, you know. The guy just beats up his chick, you know, beats the shit out of her. Oh, he's in the car. He just, and we see them, we see him jump in the car and take off. We can't chase him for that. So then what's the only thing yeah. you said? Unless, let's say the guy fucking cut her or just shot her, then, yeah, we can chase him. Uh-huh. But if he just beats the shit out of her and we see him jump in the car and take off, we can't go in and chase him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. So then in that case, what? Is he, uh, does a warrant go out for yeah, his arrest? Yeah, So what they do is, you know, we'll just get the information from her. And then uh, a lot of times they, they'll get a warrant typed up that day. And do you guys try to find these people who have warrants? No, they're, they're, so they change a bunch of that too. So we can't go chasing people with warrants. So it's only if you come across them and stop them. Yeah. Or we have, we have a, uh, a warrant task force team. Uh-huh. And um, they're allowed to go. Okay. Um, but then I hear from them, you know, that even they like certain warrants they're allowed to go after or not go after, mm. depending on race. Mm. So now that's come into play. Interesting. Oh, he's a black guy? Uh, let's not run this warrant right now. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of that shit. This, this black and white thing is... Is getting fucking bananas. You know who I've been listening to on YouTube is Thomas Soul. Soul. Uh -huh. Um, this dude is a genius. This black dude, like, he is very, very, very smart. And I just he just talks about everything. And I was listening to him talking about slavery. And he says what people felt people in America always just want to associate slavery with just black and white people and he says what they don't understand is like america was like one of the last countries to ever be jump into the slavery trade and he says, yeah and, it, and he says initially it was blacks selling blacks and that's what it was to begin with and he says there's some other countries that were still doing slavery way beyond after than what we've already uh when we abolished it yeah and he says but for some reason Whenever people just talk about slavery, they just talk about black and white in America. Yeah. And he says, and he says that's such a minor scale on when you look at the whole... Global. Uh, uh, when you look at the whole world as to how slavery was done. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then he talks about how, you know, the black culture, like, is what keeps the other black men or women from being successful like like they look down on them because they want to get an education or they call them Uncle Tom because
because they want to get an education or do better for themselves or they talk right. Oh, you just an Uncle Tom. You don't know how no slang in your talk or anything uh. like that. Like he says, he talks about how their own people are the ones that are mm-hmm. his own people are the one that uh, you know keep them, mm-hmm. I guess, oppressed or keep them from achieving and advancing yeah. in the American society and in economics. So, but he's just if somebody wants to just look up Thomas Sowell, he's really really good. Like. And I didn't know who this guy was. This guy's been a long for been a while for a long time. But uh-huh. man, the stuff he talks about, I can't even describe it because he's just so smart. The words he uses. I think a lot of the like railroads in America were were made by the Chinese or by yeah, that's the Asians. He, he was saying he was saying in the Asian culture, he was like it was like he says the Asian the Asian culture slavery was far worse uh-huh. than what it was here. Yeah, and it continued way after uh-huh. it continued here in America. Yeah. But he says nobody ever brings that up. It's still going on today, for sure, in third world countries oh, yeah. and such. I, I believe it. I believe it. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's sad that everybody always brings the race into things. And, you know, why can't it just be a person? Yeah. People person. acting stupid. People acting stupid. Yeah. So with, with the force, are you guys implementing, like, I see stuff in other states where they're implementing, like, um, uh, situation de-escalation teams and all that stuff. Are you guys implementing that here? No. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, but you know, all those, all they're gonna take is one of them civilians to get fucking shot by a crazy guy, and then they're gonna stop doing that. Mm. They seem to think, oh, let's let's have a you know civilians, you know, uh, therapists go in and go make you know go make these calls and deal with these crazy erratic people. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I said, when this person's going through an episode and they fucking kill you, you know, then you're gonna change your mind. But th- that's totally the wrong way to do it. You can, uh, you can have them go, but then have like a detail of officers that are assigned with them. With them. Yeah, for some lethal and non-lethal force. Mm-hmm. But having them alone, no, that's that's a bad, that's a bad formula for yeah. something tragic gonna happen. But uh, no, we just have a we have a mental health unit, and those guys like, but. Dude, mental health is like, bro, that's like, like one of the things that have gone out of control is that mental health. It's, it is just, there especially was, with COVID, huh? Probably COVID, but just, just like, that's just, that's just like one topic, uh, you know, one part of policing that is just, it just, it intensifies every year. Like it just, it's, they can't, it doesn't seem like, I don't even know how you get a whole good control of it. Like it's just, there's so many more and more people coming out that have mental illnesses. And it's just getting worse and worse. You've noticed it too. Oh yeah, it's nah, man. I'm telling you, dude. Like seventy percent of my calls are probably going to be like mental health related in some form. Really? Yeah. And it's what people hurting themselves, people hurting others. Yeah, just people going hurting crazy. themselves, people that are hurting the others, people going crazy out in the streets. You know, it's just, dude. It's like it's crazy. Like uh-huh. that that that's gone out of control. But we have a mental health unit. And they're officers, and they go out to these calls, you know, repeated callers, people who have chronic issues, who always call the police, or, you know, they're always involved in some type of uh, act of violence. They go out and make contact with them and help them find resources and stuff like that. The problem with these is that, like, you know, all these people are adults, mm-hmm. you know, and if they don't take their medication on their own, then, you know, the, you know, we're relying on them to take their medication. And if they don't, then that puts them in a sick state. And causes them to act the way they do, and the only way to force them to take it is to put them in a goddamn hospital. Mm-hmm. And you know, and there's not enough space for that. 
like shit. Not, I would say ninety percent of the homeless population have some type of mental illness. Yeah. Like shit. I I just handled a call the other day. This fucking chick, hanging out at at a restaurant, and <laughs> she's fucking disgusting. She's just <laughs> dude, fucking like she's wearing like these span. She's she's got like two teeth, and they're all two a, teeth. And those fucking teeth are like yellow, brown, and green. Uh. And it looks like there's food stuck on them from like three weeks ago. All right. And then she's wearing these. She's short, fat, white girl. She's wearing these little spandex pants. And then she's got like a. Um, the spandex pants are way too small. So they're like. They're sliding down underneath her ass. But she's wearing like a. Uh, a Spanx outfit. Like a nude Spanx outfit. Underneath that. But then she's got her t-shirt tucked inside her Spanx outfit. Like. And. It's, it's fucking disgusting. She's just fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, then she's walking around and she's picking up like, like dirt, grass, dried up leaves, dried up sticks, and just putting it in her mouth and eating them, just chewing on them. And then she just walks. Around. I was like, I says, get out of here! Like they don't want you here at the restaurant, the parking lot. Get out of here! And she's like fucking dancing, kicking the air, like. Wave, and then she starts like fucking twerking in the parking lot. I'm like, God damn this fucking lady. Like, I do not want to deal with this shit. Uh-huh. So she like, starts twerking in the parking lot. And then in the middle of twerking, she goes down and picks up like a fucking stick and just starts eating it. <laughs> and fucking looking at me and dancing. I'm like, this fucking crazy bitch. So then she finds like a keychain and then puts a keychain in her mouth. And she's like, and she's like, she's looking at me like, like. Pretending she's gonna swallow it to make herself choke, she's like, like putting uh-huh. it down her mouth. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, do what you want, just get the fuck off the property. <laughs> and she left. So she finally got out the property. I'm like, oh, thank God! But <clears throat> it's just shit like that. That it's stuff like that on a regular basis. Really, the area I work. So okay, so what have you seen as far as like the last three or four? Maybe three or four is too much. The last two years, the homeless problem. Uh-huh. It's gotten way worse. Oh yeah. Way worse. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if, like, it's very rare I come into people like say, hey, things were going well for me and this is what happened. I had a setback and I just just dug myself further and further in the hole and now I can't get out. It, it's very rare I come across people like So it's that. rare that they talk to you and you can say, oh, okay, something just happened. Yeah. They're a normal person, but they're yeah. homeless. It's, it's very rare that happens. So more of the time it's people more, who are it, crazy. It's just Crazy and just lazy. Mm. And, but I want to see, yep, 90, 95% is going to be fucking crazy. Like, I'll talk to, like, this one guy, he was panhandling over there by Starbucks, downtown area. And uh, he's kind of aggressive. He's like, hey, give me some money when they're at the stoplights. So I tell him, hey, man, you got to leave, man. You're making people nervous over here. I know know who the fuck it is. It was Starbucks. You know, when I get my Maserati and shit, I'm going to come through here and I'm going to tell them shit and they're not going to tell me nothing. And I'm like, all right, dude. I mean, you got two different shoes on that are like fucking three different sizes each. And like, like you have a like, okay, just homeless as fuck. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're going to get like their their mind is sick like that. Like, yeah, like, oh, I'm going to be. Oh, you didn't know I own that fucking property over there. Why you give me shit? You own the Planned Parenthood? Yeah, I fucking own that. I tell you, you don't know that shit. 
I got the keys right here. And they just show me like a random set of keys. <laughs> I'm like, all right, go unlock the door. <laughs> it's not working. I don't know what happened. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, but like it's a lot of it is just they're crazy and then they're just lazy. They don't yeah. want to. And, and, and another good portion is they're addicts, whether drug addict, alcoholic, whatever. But it's like, how do you combat that? Like, yeah. what do you do? I don't know. Make the big, rich companies. I don't know what you do. I heard something about a, I don't know if it's true or not, but like a place in Utah that has a facility that holds homeless people, but then gives them the needs they want. But the only stipulation is that, hey, you have to remain on campus. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. So, I mean, like, I, that, you know, as much as money is given, as much taxes we pay that go to all these, you know, so-called free uh, uh, programs for everybody, I'm mean, like, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, paying my taxes to, to do something like that. If it's going to, because I see it, you know, I see it on the business when I, when I talk to business owners. Like, man, I feel, and homeowners in the area, I feel bad for them, man. They're paying city taxes, going to be over like $10,000. Paying business taxes, all this shit. And like, they have to deal with a homeless shitting out in their fucking business. Taking uh -huh. a shit, taking a piss, hanging around. Okay, now they try to sell their business. They can't sell their business because every time they come show clients, there's homeless people hanging around. The business People are going to be like, I don't want to buy this fucking place, these homeless people. And so, I feel terrible for them. Like, dude, like, I don't, I don't even live in the city. I don't even... I have no connection to this shit, but I feel bad for them because, like, dude, it's they're stuck. Like, what do they do? Yeah, you know, and you know, I wouldn't be opposed to finding a facility that they can uh, that would do something like that. Yeah, I got a dark question. How many people um, in San Antonio? If you were to give me a guess, how many people die of non-natural causes? A day in San Antonio non-natural so whether that be drug overdose homicide suicide more than a few one to three a day a day yeah about one to three maybe yeah and you guys are the first people on scene you yeah. guys are the first people that are called? yeah us or like family like there was just hell there was just this this kid hung himself in his closet uh, I say kid but it was like 25 uh, what Wednesday there in San Antonio yeah and it was weird like it was a weird relationship like they were boyfriend girlfriend for like a year and a half they lived together but they have their own rooms I'm like what the fuck and so like she didn't hear him like uh, like she was like well I checked his door and it was locked but he usually goes out through the window what yeah, when he leaves, he goes out to the window, but his door's locked, and I don't think there's anybody in there. But it's it's weird. Like, did you respond to this call? No, my friend was she, she was telling me about oh, it. Okay. She's like, but he every time he goes out when I'm here, he usually uses the window to go out. I'm like, and they're like, why does he use the window? Well, he doesn't like to bother me or wake me up or disturb me, so he uses the window. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, and their boyfriend or girlfriend? Yes. Huh. But kind of find out you know she goes into the window and then finds him hanging <coughs> in his wow, closet oh man so but yeah i mean it, yeah, about one to three a week and what about not, hom homicides homicides <sighs> it's not too bad in san antonio or i would say once a week 
But then there's, there's also sometimes where like, dude, they'll, they'll come like back to back. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. Interesting. Yeah, it's not too bad here, but it spikes. It has its ups and downs. Yeah. There'll be a while where it's quiet, and then all of a sudden, like, it'll just roll and one, two, three, four calls come in. So how many more years you got? I'm just, I think I'm just going to do 20 and get out. Uh-huh. You have plans for after? I mean, there's a long ways away. You've been in 13, you said? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do afterwards. I don't know. I'm still thinking about that, but I definitely don't want to do, like, the way things are turning now and then do doing this. Um, these people sign a petition to get on the ballot to defund the police, so they want to take a bunch of stuff away from us. So it's going to be up to the city to vote here in in, in May. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. So it's um, uh, just the way the things are turning. I don't, I don't understand why it's turning like that. Like, like people, sh- people seem to think that just because they see stuff going on in other departments around the country that are, you know, sh- being handled wrong, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're handling things wrong. Yeah. I think we do things very well here. And, um, uh, but for some reason, everybody's, like, if you don't fall in line with the norm... Of what's going on then you're against it or you don't believe in it and uh-huh. which it doesn't make sense to me but there's another thing that i think's happening is um we've become so protected from the outside world people living in like uh nice neighborhoods the suburbs um and people who haven't seen or experienced uh like bad people burglaries etc they believe that um police aren't necessary so because they haven't experienced bad people in their life they believe that there aren't bad people so there's no point to have cops yeah and they're gonna find out you know yeah that, that, i don't know how how could i don't know how people can be so naive to that like yeah like just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it's, it's not can't. happening yeah like you know that can be on the other end of the spectrum like oh well you haven't experienced racism well that doesn't mean there's not racism out there and then how can you not just, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, um, it's just, it's nonsense. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Like, yeah. And the the, the defunding thing, that's that's the worst thing because, dude, we need more training. More training. I talked to you about the training. I think we've done it on past yeah, podcast before. Like the training that we get is fucking ridiculous. Very minimal. And now the training they're trying to make up, they're having us watch fucking videos on, on on the computer. Oh, how to treat somebody going through mental illness. Oh, how to treat somebody who's a transgender. Oh, how to treat... Like, it's like three-minute videos. Like, how are you going to learn in three minutes? What the fuck kind of training is that? That's not training. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Like, you know, treating people with transgender or, you know, they keep doing that or with race. Dude, that's the individual. Yeah. On an individual basis. You know, if you're a shithead and you're not going to treat people right... It don't matter how many goddamn videos you watch. It's not going to be like, oh, the fourth video. Ah, I got it now. I've been doing it all wrong. Shit. Yeah. No. Either you're a good person or you're not. You're going to treat people right or you're not. You know, and that's what it boils down to. It doesn't matter how many fucking videos you watch. So how many, you said one week of training a year, right? You guys do one yeah. week worth. Yeah. So and if, one day is dedicated to shooting. One fucking day. In the whole year. Yes. So let's say right now, boom, JR, you're leading the process into becoming a cop. You make the changes how you want to make them. What do you do? 
You think it's too easy to become a cop nowadays? Mm. No, it's hard. It's a, there's a. It's hard. It's far not hard like physical. Hard, I guess, like in you know you got to have good credit. You got to have good rapport with your jobs. Um, your your background use. You couldn't have, you couldn't have been charged with any class B misdemeanors on a higher. What is it? Class B. Like. Uh, like it goes like possession of marijuana uh what else burglary breaking into a car breaking into a house oh, okay. like it's just um so anything with a class b or high usually class, the way it goes it goes class c for the it goes to ticket offense and then it goes class c which is very minor it's just uh uh, uh those are usually just fines dude then, i got a misdemeanor yeah when i was like 18 yeah stupid yeah i was at a park and there was a gate we had gone through the gate uh, to go to the park yeah trespassing? so it's trespassing yeah i know stupid a misdemeanor i know stupid and we weren't doing we weren't doing drugs we weren't drinking we were eating yogurt hanging out at the yeah. park um that's usually uh <clears throat> i think it got expunged but yeah but that's what's saying it's like so um so your criminal history and then your drug use uh and then lying if you're going so i mean as far as you know, that it's not hard on a physical standpoint. It's hard, like good background. Because you think you, you now you're being judged for everything you've done in your lifetime to this date, uh-huh. and so and everything's getting scrutinized, and uh, and so now you have to answer for everything you've done, and um, so that's what that's what it's hard to get in. Um, but you know, the thing is. I'm I'm a firm believer in training, dude. Training, training, training. Yeah. And um, that's what that's where the issue lies. So, like I said, you know, I can be a 20 year officer, and I've only done 20 weeks, or uh, 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 was it once a year? I can be a 20 year officer, right? And only have gone through the academy 20 times to go shoot my gun. That is fucking nuts. 20 times. No, it don't work like that. Do when we were doing training ops, when we were getting ready for pre-deployment, for, to make a, a a tour, and the Marines, dude, we it was non-stop, non-stop training. Everything we did was training. And then the day before, a couple of days, I mean, a, a few weeks before, you did a big training op where you incorporated everybody, and then you're getting, you're you're getting told you're doing uh, briefs on you know how, uh, after actions re- reports on how you did on that training. Uh-huh. And then you go in, and even when it's still in country, we still did fucking training. It didn't stop. And that's the problem here. It's like, you know, people don't understand. Like, dude, like, you're being required to handle some of the most dangerous, stressful situations. And you're going to go in there and you're going to handle it with your fucking one week of training a year. And one of those days is shooting. One of the days is fucking driving. They already need to take driving out of it. We drive every fucking day in our lives at work. Yeah. Driving's a waste. I think it's a waste. But. So, and then one day is practical application doing tactics. But then again, it's like, they're just... They You're have, not going to learn in one we, day. We have like 40 to 60 people in these classes, and they're just... Can I pu- have a dessert? Yeah. And they're just pumping them through. Like, there's no, like, substance and real value going into the training. Uh-huh. And that's what it is. I mean, it's 
It's almost sad. Like, almost like it's a formality. Yeah. Like, just do it. Okay, we did it. Yeah, because we, we go by TCLO, that Texas Commission Law Enforcement Officer. So you have standards that you have to keep. You have to take so many hours every year to keep your license. Uh-huh. All right, we need 20 hours. All right, let's get them in here to serve do these 20 hours. All right, get out. Wow. It's sad, dude. So what, 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 what do you think would be sufficient? Uh, Four weeks worth of training? No, what enough, I would do is... um. So, the, so we get five days out of the year to go, um, to go do our training. Two of those days are already a waste, I think. We do a bunch of admin stuff in the classroom and driving. Okay. We get rid of those two days and stick three days now to a tactics training. That's what it takes. Yeah. In tactics training, you can do all that. We just run scenarios. Run scenarios, run scenarios. Because, like I said, there's officers that avoid these calls, these serious calls. Run them through scenarios. Scrutinize them. If hey, be evaluated as you're running through scenarios. And if you totally fuck them up, like be on a great scale. You screw it up, you know what? Congratulations. You're going back to fucking academy mm-hmm. to retrain mm-hmm. because we can't have this liability out here with you. Yeah. And uh, I think we they should have things like that implemented. And then also the thing is getting officers to come in and train on their own. Yeah. So firearms is a big deal. So I think we should do like a thing where hey. You got to check in when you come shoot your firearm. Hey, you come check in, get a get a timestamp, get a training academy staff to, to verify that you were here, you know, and if you do X amount of hours of training, we're going to give you X amount of days, you know, for time off. Mm, an extra day So the more two. you train, the more. Yeah, so more you train. Give you and an incentive. Yeah, give you an incentive to work because they had that same incentive for PT. So if you uh, get if you get a perfect score of all five events, you, you get a free day for every event you get a perfect score on. So you can get up to five days free if you're in shape. And so why can't we just extend that type of incentive to, you know, to, to weapons? Yeah. You know, hey, come in, shoot your weapon, showing you be proficient with it, you know, and get somebody to sign off on it. Okay, you can get your days, so incentive like that. And then uh, the same thing, also incentive like that for, you know, for extended education. Hey, I see this course coming up. Hey, can I get in for that course? Yeah, yeah. Complete the course and show you completed pass or whatever you turn that course in for a free day off like that's the only way you're going to get these people to, to jump in and you know to advance themselves in their job they do yeah but the way we're going right now like it's not gonna you're not you can't do it by showing them three minute videos that we all criticize and talk shit about we don't even watch i mean i don't even watch it. i just fucking just hit that scroll bar all the way through and that's it yeah I'm done so you pass those five days, you get those five free days for the physical or what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking looking at my stomach when you say that? <laughs> I'm healthy, okay? How many did you how many did you do? Hey, I'm forty, I'm in a different bracket now. I don't have to I don't have to go as hard. How many did you pass out of those five? Four. What's the one you failed on? The fucking sprint. Oh yeah, you gotta be fast or what? Yeah, it's like I think it's like thirty six seconds or thirty one seconds. In a 300 sprint, 300 meter sprint. 300 meters. Yeah, something like that. It, I'm like, look at these little ass legs. I can't fucking sprint with these little ass legs. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So having your wrist, you heard it on the power cleans. Yeah, doing that the that open wide, the cleaning jerk. Yeah. I did the the power clean, the squat clean. And I came up, and then I'm I felt the real tight pull. And that's why I only, yeah. Am I feeling better though? It's getting better. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back next week. Go back to work. 
Oh, back there. Yeah, back to work. And the gym. What do you mean back to work? I'm on light duty. What is it? I'm at a oh, desk. Oh. Yeah. Because of your wrist? Yeah. Oh. It was my gun hand. That's why, too. So what do you do during light duty? I just sit at the substation. I take calls. That, there's calls that come in, and I can take them over the computer or the, or the phone. So you almost like a dispatcher, too? No, not, no. What, what does that mean, take calls? So like I, we log on to a computer screen, and it shows all the active calls. Uh-huh. And I read a call. I'm like, okay, I can do a, a burglary vehicle report. So I click on that. I call them, hey, you, do you mind handling your call over the phone? I can take care of your call over the phone. Oh, okay. Oh. And so then I'll do the phone call. I'll do their call over the phone. Oh, really? Yeah. They do that? Yeah. Rather than having a cop right? Yeah, rather than having to wait for like two, three hours for that. Yeah. Oh, I They see. usually have to wait a really long time, so. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, because we don't have the manpower, so. People get mad. I waited two hours. I'm like, oh, well, sorry. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Well, hey, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to come over. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate uh, the knowledge you shared, and I always appreciate our conversations. Oh, I do too, man. I missed it. We haven't had one in a while. I know. We haven't talked in a while. And we got to do some Not just podcast. We just haven't talked in a while. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. All All right, right, brother. Thank you. That's it. Till next time, guys. Uh Uh-huh.